Today's episode is sponsored by Heart of Yamala with high quality personal care products like their popular cocoa butter with baobab oil, cocoa butter without wax, and a scent that includes notes of chocolate, vanilla, amber, fruit, and musk. Go to heartofyamala.com to get yours today. That's H-E-A-R-T-O-F-Y-E-M-A-L-L-A dot com. The canvas is bordered by what looks like kente cloth, and against a bright blue background with flashes of yellow and strokes of black, a man in blue and white plaid pants, fear in his eyes, embraces a woman in red and white plaid. She's looking down, clearly distressed. Not far from them is a stretching white rabbit and an overturned picnic basket. Above the basket is a black and white bullseye You feel the movement in your chest, and you understand the couple's terror. They, along with the rabbit basket and bullseye, are falling. Not to the ground, but through space. Maybe even through time. This is the 1989 work by Emma Amos titled Target. It's a great example of multiple elements Amos builds upon through her entire artistic career. This is this is the whole art nebula. This is the whole art nebula, where we explore the path less traveled, uncovering the undermined treasures in art and the stories, the history of Black artists. Gloria Amos was born on March 16, 1937, in Atlanta, Georgia. Her father was Miles Green Amos, also from Atlanta, a graduate of Wilberforce University in Ohio. And as it turns out, he was a pharmacist, a drugstore owner, and was the nephew of Moses Amos, the first black pharmacist in Georgia. Her mother, was also from Atlanta. Her name was India Delane Amos. She was a graduate of Fisk University in Tennessee and managed a family-owned drugstore. Now, because her parents were active in civic and political circles, Amos was able to meet people like Zora Hurston, which was like a family friend, as well as W.B. Du Bois. And according to a 1968 interview of Amos by Al Murray for the Archives of American Art at the Smithsonian, Emma said that at an early age, people really admired her work, and a lot of times they gave her things to copy. Now, she said she really learned figure drawing from images she copied from Esquire magazine, works from the Peruvian painter Pinocchio Alberto Vargas. But I grabbed a book with William Murray's work, and I was wondering who gave these images to this girl, because 
because I found my book of his work on the website. Anyway, Amos said that when she was copying Vargas' work, she sometimes cheated it and traced it and later transferred them to white paper. Then, Polly presumed the work without ever mentioning she had actually traced it. To have learned from Baldwin, anatomy history. As a young girl, she also copied sketches from the New Yorker, which at the time had quick sketches of department store clothing and simplified figures wearing them. By the time she was a minor ten, she got a lot of attention for her ability, so she didn't feel confident because she felt she had no imagination. Remember, all she was doing was Around this time, though, her mother was so impressed with her work that she wanted Amos to study under Holly Rubens. So, I'd like to do a future episode on Holly Rubens because Woodruff was an artist and professor from Cairo, known for his paintings and He's particularly known for the three panel Comstock murals he was commissioned to create in 1938 for the Savory Library at College in Alabama. After honing this craft in Paris, Woodruff landed the position as art director at Atlanta University, and now as There, he founded an annual competition called the Atlanta University Annual Exhibition of Paintings, Sculptures, and Trips by Music Artists. This is who little Emma Amos' mother wanted her to study under when she was just nine years old. However, this didn't happen because Woodruff was not in private business. And also, Harry. Amos infuriated by Woodruff's At 11, Amos began taking art lessons at And in her regular school, she was a pretty gifted student and a professional High school and art class. She visited Booker T. Washington High School and, like her older brother, graduated at 16. At 16, she also exhibited her work at Atlanta University. In 1954, she was 17, Amos enrolled in a five year program at Antioch College in Yellow Springs, Ohio. It was a decision influenced by her father's attendance at Wilberforce, which is also in Ohio, and his high regard for Antioch. She majored in art, of course, but during her fourth year, after considering a recommendation from the British art critic Eric Newton, Amos studied printmaking, painting, etching, reading abroad at the London When Amos came back to London, she returned with several etchings and oil paintings. This was, in fact, the first time she had ever used oil paint. So after receiving a BA from Antioch, she returned to London to finish her studies there and earned her the diploma in etching in 1959. Fortunately for her, Antioch had given her credit for her studies at Central School, and Central School had given her credit for her studies at Antioch. According to Amos herself, early in her career, she had placed more value in the work of European artists than in the work of black artists. The images of quote-unquote black art was what she was trying to steer clear of. It wasn't until years later that she realized 
In the Smithsonian interview, regarding her early unfamiliarity with the works of black artists, except for Romare Bearden and Howard Woodruff, of course, Amos said, I learn more from talking to Romy than I do from talking to anybody else because he knows, and it's very important to him, you know? And now I can look back and see that I was really throwing out everything that wasn't white. Before she settled in New York in 1960, Amos exhibited her first solo show at the New Arts Gallery in Atlanta. When in New York, she worked at the Dalton School. It was, and still is, a prestigious Whitebridge College preparatory school in New York City. The position initially was supposed to be for art education, but Amos ended up being a teacher's assistant for first, second, and third graders. And although she only got paid $1,800 a year, she didn't see it as a total loss since she was able to make several friends, including the man who later became a Amos, early in her career, felt the crushing discouragement many artists face when searching for representation of their work. In a 1968 interview, Amos said, I've never shown my paintings anywhere. I got brave about three summers ago and I took slides of everything and marched around after all the galleries had closed. That's the dumbest thing I could do. And I got discouraged going to these places. Everybody looked at my things, which I thought were very good. And they said, well, you know, we can't do that. I can remember Bertha Schaefer before she even looked. She never even saw what I had. She just looked at me and said, I don't care who you are or what you are. I'm booked up for the year. I slunk out, having waited for about 45 minutes to see her. It was all together, all the bad things you hear about trying to find me out there. I'll never do it again. I'll never take my things anymore. Because it's too crushing and it's too hard on you. You don't want to paint after that. You just stop. No matter where you were. If you're in the middle of a painting, you just can't go on because you wonder what you're doing it for. You, know? you can't sell if you don't have a gallery in it. It just stops you there. It's terrible. All the paintings I have are in storage in my own studio. I can There's a prospect now that I'll be going into another studio with another artist. And there I'll be loaded down with more paintings and I don't know what to do. In 1951, she was hired by Dorothy Leibis. Dorothy Wright Leibis was an American weaver and textile designer who built a reputation as an innovator in custom design and modern fabrics for architects and interior designers. According to the 1994 book titled Chronology of Women's History by Christine Olson, Dorothy Lively is known as the mother of modern women. Emma said she hadn't gotten the job because of the reading skills, but from her ex In 1964, hoping to believe her own work, Emma entered a master's program in art education at New York University. During this time, Ali Woodruff invited her to become a member of SPARC, an art collective of black artists. Yes. This is the same Nellie Woodruff that was the university art director who would not concede with her mother when she came at the age of nine. 
is collected completely, it appears. Norman Lewis. Of course she is. And what did this Grassroots organizations are the backbone of communities, and it's one of the many reasons I'm a board member of the Healing Foundation. The foundation provides community health education through outreach and navigation to help individuals and families access quality health care in California. For more information or to make a donation, go to thegreenfoundation.net. When Amos returned to New York from London, she had dated a man who later broke her heart by wandering off and marrying someone else. I have to interject here. I know what that feels like and why. After five years of dating, Amos married her friend, Bobby Levine, in 1965 and received her MA in 1966. In the same year, she painted one of her well-known oil on canvas works titled, Baby which is now part of the collection at the Studio Museum in Harlem. The work measures is 46 and a half by 51 inches. It's rich in color, using bold shades of orange, yellow, green, and blue. On the lower half of the canvas is an expressionistic bust of a woman wearing sunglasses. And it's as if she's walking away from the canvas towards the viewer, yet might soon be out of view, like through a window. Amos had a son, Nicholas, in 1967, and her daughter, India, followed three years later. While the children were small, she focused on sewing, weaving, quilting, and doing illustrations for Sesame Street magazine. And in 1974, she began teaching at the Newark School of Fine and Industrial Arts. In 1977, she developed and co-hosted a show called Show of Hands, a craft show for WGBH Educational TV in Boston. In 1980, Amos was hired as an assistant professor at the Mason Grove School of Art at Rutgers University and continued teaching at Rutgers until she retired in June 2008. After her experience with Spiral, that artist collective of older black male artist heavy hitters, and her, in the 80s, Amos was involved with a number of feminist collectives like Heresies, in which she contributed to their 1982 journal discussing race within the feminist art movement. She was also part of the famous all-female art collective, The Gorilla Girls. A lot of her early works were influenced by abstract expressionism, pop art, and color field. Quick note, in case you don't know what color field painting is, it is a style within abstract expressionism developed in the late 40s by artists like Mark Rothko, Barnett Newman, and Clifford Steele. These artists were independently searching for a mythic abstract style to represent the infinite by abandoning all figurative representations, achieving this by creating works using large fields of color. In my opinion, it's kind of easy to dismiss color field paintings if you're unaware of what the painting is trying to achieve. I've actually stood in front of several Rothko's at the MoCA in LA and I just didn't get it until researching this episode. Back to Amos. Amos's work was political and social commentary, 
In the 80s, she created a series, Athletes and Animals. It examines the beauty and strength of black athletes and wild animals, confronting that racist comparison used to disparage black men and women. Imagine a basketball player, mid-dribble, next to a cheetah, as though they're racing, or maybe teammates. In her later series called Falling Series, the Ryan Lee Gallery, who carries a number of Amos' works, states that this series addresses some of her personal anxieties over the erasure of history, place, and people, as well as the Reagan-era economic crisis. The painting I described in the introduction is from this series. Another is titled, Will You Forget Me? It's of a woman in a wax cloth dress falling through a cloudy sky. Stiff legs, gaping mouth, holding above her head a large sepia photograph of a woman with the nearly crossed legs, sitting on a step in front of a door, smiling out at the viewer. Some of her signatures in her later work include the use of traditional African fabric at the border, and within the painting, fabric she's woven herself. She continued this practice for the rest of her career. It pulls together her experimentation of technical skill, her passion for color, and a statement on her heritage. Amos's work has been exhibited all over the place and received a surge of attention recently due in part to her inclusion in major traveling exhibitions such as Soul of a Nation, Art in the Age of Black Power, shown at the Tate Modern, Crystal Bridges Museum of American Art, Brooklyn Museum, and the Broad Museum, which is where I viewed the exhibition. Her work was also included in the exhibition We Wanted a Revolution, Black Radical Women, 1965 to 1985. Shown at the Brooklyn Museum, ICA Boston, and California African American Museum. Amos died this year in Bedford, New Hampshire on May 20th, 2020 of natural causes after a long battle with Alzheimer's disease. Thank you for joining me in this brief exploration in the life and work of Emma Amos. If you're interested in seeing Amos's work in person, an upcoming exhibition at the Georgia Museum of Art is scheduled to open January 30th through April 25th. Today's episode was sponsored by Heart of Yamala, creators of high quality personal care products. To get yours, go to H-E-A-R-T-O-F-Y-E-M-A-L-L-A dot this episode was researched and produced by me, Kobina Wright. The theme music was created by Ade. To see images from this episode, go to our website at thewholeartnebula.com. You can also visit us on Instagram at thewholeartnebula. And if you liked this episode, I'd be so happy if you left a five-star review. This is, this is this The is Whole, whole, whole Art, Art Nebula. 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 Thank you.